lifepodcasts.fm. This podcast is a Prime Media Broadcasting production. Time in the saddle. For cyclists, by cyclists. Time in the saddle. Time in the Saddle podcast featuring the latest in cycling with uh, a couple of incredible human beings. I'm not one of them, but uh, two of them that are here. Uh, of course, Nick Barr from Omnico. How's it, Nick? And welcome back, Jason Lint. Thank you. Good to yeah, see you guys. It's great to be here again. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm chuckling because uh, Nick and I are like, you know, we, we got winter skin, which is basically hasn't seen the sun in two or three months. You come back looking bronzed. Where, where were you? Greece. Um, I was on a catamaran for six nights, just island hopping, staying in ports, enjoying some summer over there. Not on a bicycle? Not on a bike, but I got a few runs in, which I must say, when you're yeah. sort of wobbling on a boat at night and then you get up in the morning and hit the shore for a run, it, it caused yeah. seasickness a couple of times. Aren't you amazed, though, uh, when we start this, at, and we've had this conversation before, but when you go overseas, um, the amount of bicycles that people do use in Europe, I mean, summer in Europe, it's all about bicycles, and you look at a place like Greece, um, they, they try and discourage you to be on on a, on a motor car or in a motor car, they, they encourage you to be on a bicycle. Yeah, Greece, I didn't actually see as many bikes. I think yeah. their taxi drivers are worse than ours almost. So that's probably Impossible. part of the reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then funny enough, even on the one island hydro that I mentioned to you where, where there are no cars, yeah. I didn't actually see bikes. I'm not sure why. Gee. Nick, were you on the bike the past week? I was. I was indeed. Um, but just to touch on something you were saying, I think the the interesting thing for me when you visit foreign countries is that the types of bicycles you see. Yeah. You know, and it's very different to, to what we see here, you know. Um, yeah, you see guys cruising down on road bikes and mountain bikes, but yeah. commuter bikes is a huge market in, in Europe and, and overseas, which is not something we see here. Do we, yeah, sell, do we sell them here? Do we sell commuter bikes? Can you buy those like those European commuter no, bikes? you definitely yeah. can. And something that we actually, funnily enough, do sell a few of is every second yacht there had a little folding bike tied up on the railings on the deck. And that's, oh, that's very clever. You know, so you pull into a port, you unfold your bike, and then you cruise around. So there were quite a few say, of those. That's going to save you in the middle of the ocean when you're drowning. <laughs> I got the bicycle. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, the tires will float. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, we're, uh, we've got a clear patch of weather around the country. And before we get to talk about uh, local racing and local um, cycling, what's on the scene uh, locally, we have to touch on, obviously, the fact that we're well underway with Tour de France now. We've had guests uh, in the last podcast uh, who, re- one of them uh, literally was that same day left um, to go and join the UAE team. Next, on the next podcast, we'll, we'll actually chat to somebody out of the Tour de France who has uh, a bit of a break in their week, and we'll catch up with them. But been an interesting one so far. A lot of people don't watch the first week. It's like, you know, we kind of get into it. And by week two, uh, as soon as they start hitting the uh, certain Alps, uh, you know, we start becoming interested in the Tour de France. But Julian Alaphilippe is the current yellow jersey holder, for those of you keen uh, to know. And uh, we probably do know already. And Harton Eziel is a man who's having an incredible ride uh, so far in the Tour de France because he's the, the man in the green jersey. He's Peter Sagan. What an incredible. I mean, no one's going to touch the green jersey. Yeah, you know what I love about the Tour is that every year... The, the footage gets better quality because I just love watching what is on the bikes, you know, because yeah. they're prototype things on those bikes, plus the brands. I mean, it, you can yeah. go look at what brands the teams ride, but yes. it's nice to just see who's on the bikes on the actual day. And five years ago, the quality of the footage, you couldn't make out the brands on the bikes. Now yeah. you can actually see what's yeah. on there. Mm. And I think you know, the scandals happen about are they using Shimano blades on a Shimano crank? Not all that yeah. type of thing is is What's been is painted right. and what's been yeah. marked over. Yeah. But I think in the, in the past, like you say, the footage... W- we would get away with launching bikes after the tour. So you get them to ride in the tour and iron out a few sort of creaks and kinks that you, you may have. But yeah. these days, consumers are, are so sharp. Yeah, they're on it. Because of the footage, you know, you're seeing a lot of stuff. And like Jason says, if you, if you really keep your eyes open, yeah. 
you can see guys who are riding prototypes. You can see guys who are riding, you know, perhaps mixing up group sets where they, they shouldn't be and they're Absolutely. spray painting it to look like it's, it belongs. But, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's great. And <clears throat> what surprises me every year is that the individuals that are riding are like they're, they're mini brands within brands. So you're cycling for a team, but you as a brand have your own, your, you know, one-offs. You'll have like, a, if I looked at, I mean, we've got the only South African cycling in this Tour de France is uh, De- um, uh, Lil. Um, is it Impey. Lil? Sorry, Daryl Impey. And Daryl Impy's in the obviously in his kit and he's got the South African flag on the front of his top but small little things like his shoes won't be stock standard shoes they'll have some kind of a flair to it they'll have like for example the latest Jura but it'll have like um, like paintwork or artwork on it representing the country that they're the national champions of for example it's like one off stuff yeah, for, for them as a brand customization is, is huge at the tour and, and you know stuff like that would be done before the tour but <sighs> some of the guys who get into yellow jerseys who unexpectedly land in a yellow jersey that frame is is sprayed overnight and you know got to the start of the stage the next day so there's there's a huge amount of stuff uh, obviously uh, teams Ineos with Sky they would be prepared to have a guy in the yellow jersey so they'll have yellow bikes yellow kit but everything will be ready for them yeah, yeah I mean some of the stuff is literally done <laughs> I mean, overnight. Can, can you imagine, like, out of the blue, you, 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 you're in yellow, and it's happened. And there's panic. And we're like, what do we do now? We, we need to, like, celebrate this because we don't know how long we're going to keep this yellow jersey for. No, well, if, if you go to a brand's warehouse at the moment, you'll, you'll see a yellow frame hanging up there in the different sizes of the people who potentially will get the yellow jersey. <laughs> and it'll sit in the factory, and they can, like you say, overnight they can get it from Italy to to wherever the stage is to, to give it to them. That's mad. You know, you mentioned shoe covers. The thing that used to upset me the most mm. is customers come in wanting shoe covers because they see a pro ride in shoe covers. Right, yeah. And I'm trying to explain to him, but the only reason that guy is wearing shoe covers is he's not wanting to wear the shoe that the team is sponsored by. Sure. So he has to cover the shoe. shoe yeah. I mean, that's, you know, well, Jason, you know I rain covers are different, but yeah. shoe, like Lycra shoe covers, there's no practical use for them other I than to hide once. the shoe. Okay, I came <laughs> did Nick, did you, did it you probably, you know what, now that you say it, it probably was you. <laughs> well, no. one on uh, Listen, I think they look pretty cool. I just think as, aesthetically looking at them, uh, besides the practicality of if they work or not, when you see them, it's almost like that very, it's almost like somebody with gloves when you don't normally wear gloves. I'm not talking about on a bicycle, walking through the streets in a really nice jacket and gloves. You think, do you really need the gloves? Probably not, but it just looks nice. Yeah, so sure. Let's take a 4,000 Rand shoe and put a 50 Rand Lycra cover over it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> All right, let's move away from Tour de France. Let's talk local. And I want to talk about this because both of you um, know of people, if not yourselves, have been in a position where you've had to, um, where you've been up in Joburg, you've been on a bicycle there, you come down to Cape Town and you notice all of a sudden you can breathe a lot easier. Um, and this is the perfect time of the year. In the Western Cape, we've had a lot of rain. That rain's now cleared up for a little bit and more people on their bicycles. And with Tour de France in general in South Africa, it's like when Wimbledon's on. We have Wimbledon and nobody plays tennis in winter, but the Wimbledon starts, well, look at all your kids in the neighborhood. They've got tennis rackets out, they're playing in the streets, local tennis clubs are, are thriving. Same with Tour de France. Tour de France takes place, all of a sudden, people are, go, are, are, are popping in at your store, go asking for the first available, next available frame of XYZ. People are out in the, uh, on their bikes and they're doing uh, either road riding or mountain biking, but it's, it's back and it's happening because of Tour de France. Yeah, it's and a big motivator, like that. big motivator for people. Now, weather, I said it's great. People up in Joburg training, what's the big deal about about this altitude training this whole uh, i'm going to train up north i'm going to you know build oxygen of blood cells and come down and win win you know stages yeah look i i don't know the full science behind it because there, there are various things you know there's i know there's people in cape town who've got hyperbaric chambers who sleep in an oxygen deprived environment and train at on the coast yeah so there's there's that type of theory 
And then there's the theory of actually going up to an altitude camp, which I believe, and, and maybe you guys can comment, that the effect of that doesn't last more than two weeks or something. But that's fine. They'll go do it before an event. Mm. It's the same reason that the, the athletes will go and live in a place for a month if the race is at altitude because mm. you need to acclimatize to that. Your body needs to be able to process oxygen differently. Nick, you will have some experience with this. Um, not really. I've never trained in a in a chamber. Um, no, I think that the, the effects of altitude are, are very real. I mean, I yeah. don't know if you saw the cross country on the weekend. You know, last year Nino didn't train for for the particular race that they were doing this week in, in Andorra, um, and this week he spent three weeks in in preparation. I mean, it's the, the effects are very real. Um, Sure. But it's perhaps something you know we should post to to John who joined us last week. Sure, um, I know a lot of the pros, like Jason said, they do camps at altitude, um, but you know, at, 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 I think at a at a sort of everyday sort of rider, your average Joe. I, I mean, I not important. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. it's well, it's great if it offers you that that option. You know, indoor training, like you're saying in, in Cape Town at the moment, yes. is, is just getting outdoors is is nasty. Um, but so the from that point flip of side for us, when we go do Sani on a, or a race at altitude, you suffer on day one yeah, because you you've got this elevated heart know, rate because that, of lack of you oxygen. Guys have. But by day Joburg. two, I've three, you used to it, and my heart rate's to the roof when I run in Joburg. I mean, first day, day one, and day I mean, two. I, I, I blame I blame altitude when I go <laughs> up camp straight drive. And the, and the air gets thinner by the by the time I'm at the top Not there. <laughs> I've never done an event in the north in in that part of the of yeah. South Africa, but I believe that like the the, the folks that would, would have done the nine four seven will all say, yeah, yeah, we battle, we go, we come up from Cape Town, we do the nine four seven. No, it's a, it's a real thing. It definitely definitely gives you an elevated heart rate. So. Yeah. You know, you maybe on the flip side, you could just train at a higher intensity at the coast sure. to counter the fact that you at altitude. But okay, nice. um, well, listen, we'd love to hear from you as well. We often talk on this podcast, but we'd love to hear and interact with you. So please be in touch with us on social media. Uh, the handles will be in the various accounts that we post them from. So just be in touch with us. Let us know. Do you train up in, in, in Joburg? Do you find coming down to do the Cape Town cycle to so much easier uh, in terms of your preparation up in Joburg when you come down? Because it brings a lot of tourism to Cape Town. Uh, a lot, lot of the country travel down here for events like Cape Town Cycle Tour. Um, how do you feel this, this affects this lower altitude? What it is that you do in terms of your effort and your training. Likewise, do you go up to Gauteng and do the 947? We'd love to hear from you and your, your thoughts on that. Um, now, Nick and I spoke last week. You weren't here, Jason, in the last podcast about some of the exciting products that have come out. We were chatting about all these new releases. I, I mean, I'm looking at the technology that's going into product that's now available, and especially around stuff like Tour de France. We mentioned Cannonel's got a brand new bike that's just been launched. All the guys in the team are now using it for Tour de France. Giro, on the other hand, again, new helmets, new uh, shoes, and all geared towards um, uh, the advancements that are now being made in cycling gear technology. It's incredible. Yeah, and and the great thing about that is that even if somebody isn't going to buy those top-of-the-range latest, greatest things, it's Mm. like any technology. The filter-down effect means that today, Mm. for the average or entry-level price, you're going to buy what was top-of-the-range two, three years ago, which was groundbreaking then. So. It's it's great to have that technology filter down all the time. And I think the 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 pace at which it's filtering down as well. I mean, if we look at Shimano, I mean, it was only couldn't have been more than sort of I guess about eight months ago that the XTR twelve speed was out, and already we're seeing XT. Um, so it's it is you know previously we would see you'd see big gaps between it being you know working its way down to a more affordable range. 
Um, and that's happening, you know, faster and faster these days, which is which is great. That is brilliant. And we look forward to some more uh, news and uh, uh, new products being launched because it's only week one into Tour de France. I'm sure there'll be a couple of nice announcements being made throughout the course of the next couple of I weeks. I see there have been some broken frames already on the event. Really? I hadn't seen that. Well, no, when I went to okay, Twitter, no. there was one. <clears throat> really? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, listen, that's... There have been some big crashes, Yeah, there's say, been for, some huge crashes. Yeah, yeah. We finished the other day. That was a nasty crash going into that uh, uh, that stage finish about uh, three days ago. I think, I think it was on Sunday. Or Geraint Thomas went over the barriers again. He has yeah. a he has a habit of doing that at Tour de France, but um, he's luckily uninjured. Yeah. But yeah, it's been some, some nasty spills. On that <coughs> note, next week we've got a very special guest um, who happens to be uh, in the medical setup with Tour de France and one of the teams, and he'll be joining us next on uh, next week's podcast. Um, and literally out of the Tour de France, he'll be on the line from from a rest day on the Tour de France. Yeah, so Tuesday is a rest day for them next week, and, and he'll join us and add some comment as to what it's like to be one of the team doctors at the Tour. That's it's crazy. <coughs> Is it? How's that for a job? Eh? No, it's so cool. Eh? I think that whole crew of, of Cape Town guys that have gone over, it's, mm. it's so rad to see them there. But nice. And they've worked hard to be there, just yeah, like sure. any of the athletes yeah. are on well, the team. Those yeah. guys have They're the best of the fully best. committed They're to the what they do to get there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, guys, look forward to that on the next uh, edition of Time in the Saddle. Uh, Nick Barr from Omnico, Jason Lintia, um, who's back. For, and he's only back, I think, for one more week, and then he'll go, he goes off to some other, I don't know where he's going. Two to weeks. Uh, Tomorrowland, <laughs> the next year land, or some other land. I don't know. Hopefully there's bicycles there and you can cycle, because Nick and I are certainly putting some good time in. Uh, I got uh, out again. By the way, the new lefty scalpel. Oh, you got to see this new lefty scalpel. Oko. Oko lefty. Nick's, Nick's going to drop off a Deva back for um, me next week. It's okay. So le- let me be honest, and I'll, I'll end. We'll end with this. Um, let me be honest. In I've had the previous lefty um, and the lefty 2.0. Uh, I think that's what it, what it was called. Yeah, the system, yeah. beautiful, great system. The Arco is just kind of a taken it. You know, you you'd think that they'd mastered and that was it. That's your, you know, you're not going to get any better than that. Just the technology in how seamlessly integrated um, your your change up is between um, uh, sniffing up the suspension, loosening the suspension, and more importantly, going over obstacles with that suspension. How reactive and quickly uh, responsive it is. It's it's <laughs> revolutionary, and I can I can see why um, why people who did have the previous Lefty 2.0, great device, I mean, great system, beautiful, if that's what you got, but they've just set their game up with a new um, uh, Oco. Uh, I hope I'm saying the right, it's Ocho Oco. Oh, potato, potato. Okay. Because yeah. <coughs> he doesn't know the right answer. He's <laughs> like, uh, you call it O-C-H-O. It actually stands for something. No, so Ocho is, is eight. Um, and it's, yeah, there's, you can go onto the Canada website yeah. and read all about it, but, but there is a story behind it, and, yeah. and it, it is quite a, quite a cool story. That's why I, like, I enjoy Oco, because it's eight and I like to eat. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, there we go. So, we'll, listen, we'll talk about uh, a whole lot of things in the next time with the sun, including Tour de France and some local events happening. Uh, there's the Glacier uh, Storms River happening real soon. I've committed to do the three day event What's in the date? five weeks' time. It's in the, uh, the 9th, 10th, and 11th of August. It's around the corner. Will you be back for that? I will be back. Nick, are you keen to do it? Um, no, Nick's like a Storms River. It's a six-hour drive. There's no <laughs> ways my family are going to let me disappear for three days. Jason loves that kind of stuff. Bring your families. You're welcome. Both yes, the invites that's on the, the table. That's the only way I will get away with and, it. Uh, and we see you guys that haven't entered in girls. A reminder, that one's happening. Also, Tal Toria's big one out in Elgin. Um, their big uh, event, cycling events, also at the end of August. So it's all happening in August. It seems we're back on track with local events in the Western Cape. Uh, also, let us know via social media what events you're taking part in over the next couple of weeks. And we'll feature them in time in the saddle. Take care everyone. 
Subscribe now at livepodcast.fm. Rate and review it on your favorite podcast app to get your time in the saddle. Livepodcast.fm. Subscribing to a live podcast is free.